Hi everyone, Miss President here as I'm editing this episode. I thought I would come on here to thank all of you for your support. We would not be able to do any of this work if it wasn't for all the wonderful ideas and inspiration that you all provide for us every day. If you want any updates on what we will be up to this semester, please follow our Instagram at RUGenAction. It will be in the podcast description as well as how you can contact us about how to join our org. Now, without any further ado, please enjoy your conversation about toxic masculinity with the one and only Troy Gaston. <laughs> okay, so hello guys. Um, so this is the Gen Action student podcast. Um, we started this podcast because there's a lot of things we wanted to talk about that we weren't able to do so now that we don't have events on campus. And this is a great way to still spread information and knowledge about reproductive justice and contraception and other topics like today we'll be talking about toxic masculinity. Um, so how, Shayla, how about, do you want to introduce yourself first? Yeah, so I'm Shayla. I'm the president and co-founder of Roosevelt University's Generation Action Chapter. Um, this is our first episode, so welcome. Andrea, go ahead. I'm Andrea. I am the vice president and co-founder and Today we have our guest, Troy. He is a senior at Roosevelt University as well, and he is double majoring in political science and legal studies. Round of applause for Troy. (laughs) So I'm very excited to have Troy on because, okay, so this might be a funny story, but when I saw him, the list of people for our uh, environmental justice class, at first it was all women, and I was so excited. I was like, yay, no guys in this class. And then, like, oh, the week before, I we got an email, and it was like, two guys, you and Rashad. And I was nervous. But then when I showed up to class, Troy and Rashad were, like, the best guys ever. They were, like, the best guys to fit into that class. So that's why I'm so excited to have Troy on here to talk about toxic masculinity. Um, so my first question for you, Troy, is when was an instance in your life that you noticed or that, that you saw that toxic masculinity um, makes has a presence in your life? Oh, wow. Mm. Probably when I was about um, just an adolescent, about five years old. Can you explain what it was, like the um, instance that happened? Well, My father was in prison. Um, We received a phone call that he had got into an altercation. Um, That altercation surrounded um, with nothing but men being in prison trying to um, dictate um, they sexuality upon him, you know, so he fought back. And even though it's in the light of that fashion, it's an extreme form of toxic masculinity because even when masculinity is normally perceived, um, suffocating, um, women, it also is suffocating upon man in particular circumstances. So I also have another question. Um, I don't know how to word this. We'll see. Um, so Ashley and I were talking and about how like 
I'm very open about how I say things like men are trash <laughs> and I hate men. <laughs> um, and I feel like that is a conversation that's had a lot online and social media. And do you think that that is adding to toxic masculinity? Like this discussion of men being like animals or dirty, do you think that adds to the stereotypes? Like sort of the, I guess we already have, or we as a society already have like lower expectations when it comes to the general population of men. Do you think that sort of um, enables men to behave a certain way? Uh, obviously, right? Because it gives them a platform, right? And mm-hmm. allows them to uh, throw a rock and put their hand behind their back. You can do it anonymously, right? It's not, you're not, um, normally, if that platform probably wouldn't exist, a person wouldn't even have the courage to um, present themselves in that matter. They try to continue to be uh, secret about who they really are. So they use that platform. So that platform, yeah, is an enabler, absolutely. So speaking of like platforms and like social media, I I was in a gender studies class and we learned that guys who don't smile in their pictures are insecure. Can you speak on that? Or do you think that's true or? Um, <laughs> that's a weird question. I've never heard of that before, actually. Uh, well, I only can speak for me. I'm not insecure. Um, I smile in my pictures. Um, wow, that's a good question. I, I, I wonder. Well, I can say, no, no, I don't know. No, I don't know. Because <laughs> when Sheila told me that, I was like, wait, you're right. I follow like uh, mostly just like my cousins and friends from high school. And none of them smile except for one cousin because he's like married, has a kid, like is happy. <laughs> the rest are like serious. Wow. Yeah, I, and I, I was going that. through like all my followers, all the guys that I follow, and none of them smile in their pictures. So I was like, maybe there's something there. Wait, but so so that stopped right there, right? And that's um add some facts to this inquiry. What um if, if any um actions do you associate with um them being insecure right so so if i see somebody let's say if i go down my um, instagram page and i see somebody and it's constant with my friends that are men are not smiling and someone say that comes from insecurity so if they my friend i got a history with them right do I pin, can I pinpoint instances where I can judge them being insecure? You know what I mean? That's a mm-hmm. big question for, for men. And I think a lot of men would be probably offended um, if they really understood um, what's being perceived behind that question. Offended as in like, like, do you think being insecure is something to be offended about when it comes to men? For me- so my next question would be then, um, is it just that it's like seen as unmanly to smile in a photo? Not that it's so. They, I guess, um, when you speaking from a, a, a male perspective, you know, or um, the macho masculinity, um, 
perspective, and we're talking about this specific um, conversation on toxic masculinity, right? You got to look at um, how the individual person actions is associated, you know what I mean, with his smile or not smile. So I'm saying just having a blanket over insecurity and associating that with a smile um, seem to be kind of offensive to men. And the reason why I say that that's offensive seem to be offensive to men because now they exposing their um, 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 vulnerability uh, prematurely. Can you speak more on that? What do you mean by exposed to vulnerability prematurely? So uh, when when uh, 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 it's identified that let's just say for the sake of argument that it's true that men who don't smile in their pictures are insecure. Let's just give y'all that for the sake of argument. So I'm saying that if, a, if that's identified to him as an insecurity and exposed to others, you know what I mean, unwillingly. You see what I mean? That's exposed to vulnerability, right? Because the person ain't prepared to, uh, maybe prepared to address that insecurity, right? You know, a, a person may ain't even working on that insecurity because they they have adopted a tool to get them through whatever they do, and that's not smiling, right? And I want to give you that argument. It's something that kind of seems like a novelty, but it's really like a very personal issue and it's very it's a very ex existential issue i feel like because it's you know it's kind of like exposing your personal life to the world in a way that is sort of indirect if that makes any sense <laughs> i think that's perfect i think i think i agree with you 100 and that's why i had to go back Right, and give y'all more information on what I was trying to say because I can, because it's personal. As soon as you get to the topic of insecurities, and even if it's just something associated with a smell, it's personal because now you might expose something that ain't ready to be exposed. When you're talking about an insecurity, specifically coming from man, I'm sorry. <laughs> So speaking of insecurities, do you think that toxic masculinity just in general is something that men use as a defense mechanism? I would have to say in most cases, in my in, in, in my personal experience, because I've been around environments where um, that's that's a strength that can be it's used as a strength, right? It's used as a tool, right? Um, and uh, not just with women, though, right? When you live in, it's toxic masculinity going on all up in o, on O Block. You know what I mean? Parkway. You see what I mean, y'all? Y'all know what I'm saying? Inglewood. Humble Park. <laughs> so, it, it's a tool used, you know, and then you see a lot of bias, but when you want to focus it on, as it relates to women, you know what I mean? The abuse of women, you said um, in that platform, but it's even um, deeply embedded because it's relationship. You know, it's the it's it's your spouse. It's it's so close that it be your spouse. You know what I mean? 
it's an everyday experience with women versus the toxic masculinity that I'm talking about. You can get away from because it's environment based. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying, y'all. So, since you're a political science major, um, what can you say about the lack of women's leadership in politics and the fact that we have never had a women, a female president? Um, so, do you think that has a lot to do with men feeling intimidated or just having certain, what's the word, like certain prejudices against women? That question is rooted in this country history in every institution, right? Um, it seems like when you um, analyze how each of those institutions um, have responded to this particular question, you gotta assume that it's It's a heteronormative system, right? And masculinity is directly, you know what I mean, threatened, especially in this country, by the idea of a feminist quest, right? Not the achievement, you know what I mean? of women's successes, but just a quest, right? That's evidence that have we put all these um, controls of the woman, including their body, right, into our laws, right? And that stagnates these women's upper mobility. You see what I'm saying? And like I said, it's a part of our structure of government to hold women hostage because it's dominated by a masculine dominant um, system. That's my um, Chicago Suntime um, Tribune guy. <laughs> the insecurity of the fact that women would take away um, greediness, right? Women mm. would fair and give equality. I'm talking about in America because because you're talking about why America hasn't had the first pre female president, right? But I think it's greed. That's mm. what they, they, they fear that um, women is going to give the power to the people and mm. not masculinity, not white. Man, that's what that's 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 what I think it is. So, do you think if we have more um, males of color in power, things would change around the whole stigma that females shouldn't be um, leading the people? Not necessarily, no. Because again, the operative phrase is adopting an ideology, right? Black men did not allow black women to be a part of the leadership during the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. Okay? 
So where, where do you think that comes from? Because we, we tend to, we come from a society where women kind of govern the home. So where, so where does that mindset go when it comes to governing a country or a city or a state? Power. Power. Is it, do you think it stems from like a per, like a personal insecurity that a man has that they don't want a woman to be in power? I think that um, it's a particular um, type of ideology that a man needs to adapt to um, take the position of the nine women, the equal opportunity at power, right? Um, and I think that ideology is really stems from, so it's not about uh, color, but I do race, class, and gender intersect, right? Mm -hmm. And people uh, if, if a particular um, individual that have a background um, that comes from color and I guess understand the circumstances that surround the dynamic around masculinity, you know what I mean? Oppressing, not versus femininity, femininity but oppressive femininity, you see what I mean? Then when you got a better comprehension of what's going on and you yourself want to make a better change, then you qualify no matter what color you is. Yeah, I like how you said that because like men, men of color benefit from sexism because I think in their mind, it's like if we keep women from these positions, there'll be positions for us. And then white women, I think they might be saying, thinking to themselves, like, if we keep people of color out of these positions, there'll be positions for us. And I think that ultimately, like you said, that uh, that's, gonna, that's why women of color, like black women and Hispanic women, they're the ones that are the most underrepresented and the ones that struggle the most to um, gain those spots and to make it up that those positions, not just in politics, but like any career, any path. And even with like having our first uh, female vice president, that's great, but why did we stop there? Why not a, the first female president, you know? You saying how would our society today would be if we only had men of color? Yeah, along with um, like women of color too. Although people are saying that Biden's gonna get super sick because he's old, and then Kamala's gonna be the first female president, so we'll see. Um, you know what I've been thinking? Not to get dark, but I feel like people might assassinate Biden. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> no. I'll literally cry if that happens. I love him, but oh my god, during the inauguration, oh my god, yeah. I'm scared. These are dark times. Yeah. 
I mean, so just, just to be real, I feel like that could have happened with Obama, especially since he was the first African American president. So, you know, since it didn't happen with him, like what makes us think that it's going to happen with Biden, you know? Um, I don't know, unless Trump does it, right? <laughs> Um, so I guess this took like a turn, but I would like to ask you, Troy, about this because a lot of the people that went and rioted at the Capitol, they were white men. Um, and there was a lot of discussions about when, when it was the Black Lives Matter movement. They were, I think there was like um, only 13 arrests, arrests on, from the Capitol compared to the Black Lives Matter movement. Like, and there were tear gas and all these things. And like the cops took it very, very easy on them. Um, at the Capitol. So do you think that toxic masculinity is what, obviously in white supremacy, is what uh, made them think that they could go ahead and get away with doing this? So toxic masculinity is, um, um, that's a great question, matter of fact. But I also want to say that toxic masculinity is analogous to white supremacy in this particular country, right? Um, and I say that because your question and points that white men, not just white men, but particular white men, right? They have integrated into these institutions. They give us social status in this country. We talking about police officers, right? Firemen. We talking about lawyers, judges politicians how many people participated and not only did they participate right they were willing to turn back to 1970 right that's what they wanted to take this country back to so toxic masculinity is absolutely associated with white supremacy to me you know what i mean because it was masculine forces right that propelled you know these actions which were now say for instance if it was some group of white men that came from all the trailer homes throughout the united states you see what i mean mm -hmm. they could responded to those people differently but it's levels to it but it's still let it be Black Lives Matter, even in comparison to those people from the trailer home. You know what I mean? It's so it's levels to how the system respond to you in a masculine way through force, because power and force is analogous too. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, let's say we could go back in time and prevent white people from coming <laughs> to America. How? Like, how would our society be today with just men of color? I don't understand your question. Are you saying the society with just people of color? Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> like we, we remove white men. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, it's a, it's a society that I can't imagine. You know, um, if I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't want a society without um, white men. I think for any pe person of color who lived through um, 
circumstance that is not considered privileged, uh, like Andrea said, that's underrepresented, uh, you appreciate your fight, right? Mm-hmm. I, I go take my fight back, right, to imagine any goddamn thing, right? I'm not going to take that because uh, that's my power. Yeah. And I get it because I fight um, these institutions that's dominated by white men. Right? So I believe one day <laughs> that we're going to overcome that system. You know what I mean? So now I can't imagine a system without um, white men. Yeah, because it kind of gives us, like, minorities in general, like, it's part of our reason to exist in some ways. Right. Well, that was beautifully said. One more thing on that. That's a deep, that's one of, that's a, that's a really deep, that's a deeper question, right? How you just pinpointed that. That's a part of why we exist. If you just look back at all, all the history from the beginning of time. You know, let's look at what we've been doing and what the wars and fights have been about, you know what I mean, as it relates to um, European man. That's all I'm saying. Let's look at what we've been fighting. And it's been what our existence has been about. We've been trying to conquer to make the world a better place. So I think you're right. Yeah, because if white people, white people wouldn't have came here, they wouldn't have brought, you know, African slaves over. So it would have just been Native American men. Um, mm. And I agree with Troy. It's very hard to imagine what that would be like, especially now that we're like so interconnected. I think that just migration is natural and it's like it would have happened either way. Mm-hmm. I mean, so when people say that Christopher Columbus discovered America, do they mean he discovered America for the rest of the world? I think now they say that he um, explored and not discovered. Okay. But yes, I think that's what you're, what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> so hold on. He explored America. How the hell you get credit for exploring America? <laughs> <laughs> what about all the people who was already here exploring America? Yeah. And then just killed them all, right? Hold <laughs> on. That's two fucking totally different things. Discover and explore. Uh-huh. <laughs> you get credit for exploring some shit. You gotta be grateful for being able to have the opportunity to explore. <laughs> Give it credit. Oh, hell no. They should have kept with that land ass argument of discovery. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's sort of a lackluster holiday. I don't really know anyone who celebrates Columbus Day. I've been saying we need to get rid of it and have like a Cesar Chavez Day or really anyone else. (laughs) Yeah. I think I think we've said a lot. I think we can close this off, but before we go, Troy, we have a question for you. Okay. If you were a form of contraception, which one would you be and why? 
I don't, a form of contraception? Yes. <laughs> so, I don't even know the names of contraception. Oh. Hello, Vice President Andrea here. I just want to come in and explain the ending. So that was not planned. Um, the recording cut off right when I was explaining different forms of contraception to him. So it was a great learning experience and he went with the implant. He said that he wanted to stick around, which Shayla and I thought was funny. Um, this was our first time recording an episode, so we were getting um, used to things. Hopefully going forward, this doesn't happen again. Thank you guys for going through this ride that was our first episode. It was so much fun and keep an eye out for the next episodes. They're going to be so much better.